Cody's right here, so. Oh, we talked about it. He cold topped it. Okay. Ready to go. Yeah. Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your host, Kevin and Mark. I am back. You are back. I am back. Yo. We got Mark back. <laughs> back in which way? Back in the studio or back in back to the on future? The golf course. Oh. A couple of weeks. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about never playing the game again. That was made up then. The, the clubs <laughs> were booted under the stairs, you know. It was the end. And then I got them back out for Chillwall, didn't I? 38 points. Played well. And I've only gone and repeated it. Yeah. Four birdies I had yesterday. Nice. Started on the first hole. You, as, that's not really surprising, that. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I can look at Liv. <laughs> yeah. Um, Starts on the first hole. It's an eight iron. Under clubs, really. It's the Reds, was you? <laughs> no, it was... Um, I'm hitting the eight iron, 160 now. Nice. Uh, I had 166 pin, slightly downwind. Thought I'd step on an eight iron here. It was wrong club. I should have hit seven. Left myself like 30 foot and just drained it. One no under. practice puts or warm up, or did you? Yeah, no, I had a oh, yeah. warm up put in there. The lot took it, took it serious, big serious game. This, yeah, and then Birdie at seven, it driver five iron just short, got up and down for Birdie on seven. Then nearly got a hole in one on ten, knocked that yeah. to gimme range, it, and then I Birdie's eighteen, four iron, eight iron to about twenty foot, and just drained the beast. Boss, yeah, what'd you shoot? Um, well, I lost my ball on we're playing stable for the lost my ball on 17. Ah, where? Um, well, I hit a three wood down the right hand side and we were one down. Why are you hitting three wood? I was hitting my three wood so good. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Where's the, yeah. the big dog chatting? Up and down, uh. up and down. So on the fourth hole, nearly drove the green, knocked it about on the upslope, you know, on the ridge just before the green. Yeah, about what the one before it or the one? Yeah, the one before. The yeah, game. oh yeah, yeah. I was on the upslope on that, chipped it to about six foot and missed that. So that could have been another birdie, but then on the eleventh hole, I knocked it to the tee again on the fourth. Oh <laughs> Big my <left>. god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it it was up and down. I only had the driver out on. Yeah, it's a good drive on seven. It's a good drive on four with it. It's a bad drive on eleven. And it's a good drive on 16 with it. So out of the four drives, three good, one bad. Not bad. Yeah. If you've hit a good one on 16, how come you haven't hit the driver again on 17? Because we, what it was, actually, we were talking about, as we were walking up to 17, the lads were like, I love this all, great views, I love it. And I was like, I hate it. I was like, I always fuck up on this all, the amount of tournaments it's cost me over the years with sevens and knocking on the railways and all this. And then I've sort of hit three with down the right-hand it. side. 220. I've got to the middle of the green and I've just hit this uh, rescue one straight onto the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no scored that. And then um, on 35 points, going down the last, I made a three for three. So 38 points again, finished. And with that, with that, like no, that no the, bueno? Yeah, I had 35 points on the 17th tee. No yeah. way. So I had... What yeah, are you playing after? Six. Yeah. So... Uh, I didn't finish my gross score because I didn't finish that at all because I just thought, when I knocked on the railway, I thought, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't know what a shot was. What the, what's that about? Three over, is it? No, four over, isn't it? 
If you give myself a double there, it's four over. Yeah. So I was two over gross, not counting that, which is fucking brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable scenes. I told you I was back, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be like. So now... What I'll game put... are you playing there? Golf? <laughs> no, because I don't remember what that is. <laughs> is that where you hit the stick? you like... to nine, yeah. <laughs> is that where you hit the stick? Hit the ball with the stick? The stick yeah. Walk after it? Ball with the stick and walk oh after it. Oh, my God. Ruins a good walk. I haven't... Honestly, man, I haven't played. No. It's... it's, it's... Eating me alive, to be honest. But you are playing Alliance. Yeah, I'm playing on Thursday, yeah. Where it all started with you, your first pro win. Yeah, I'm going to take Remember those days? I do, I, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm a joiner now. I'm a joiner come bricklayer, insulator. Um, you get, you'll get it back. Man of all, jack of all trades, master of none. It happens, doesn't it? What, it does. Um, things take, things take priority, don't they? Hillside. Are you looking forward to it? What are you going to do? Have a few range sessions before it? Hillside? Hesketh. Hesketh, sorry, Hesketh. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to try and get down the range tomorrow or Wednesday, one of the days, and at least there's 100 balls just to see where it's at. But I had 100 balls last weekend, last Saturday. Yeah. And I just had no energy, to be honest. Like, I can't remember what, what I was feeling. It's because it's mad, like, you don't understand that, like, the work that you do, that physical bricklaying and, like, dude, it's different strength. You're using your hands and you're picking big awkward things up at your back and yeah. you just drains. And then I tried to go to the gym. I think I was in there for, like, six minutes. Yeah, I think said I said last week. Yeah. And then I went, to, I went to the range. But when you go to the range, a bit fresher and hit a few balls and just see see what's going on. Yeah. I've got a few things to work on from a couple of weeks ago with David and that short game lesson. I haven't practiced me chipping since I've done that, so that could be fun. <laughs> you pay for it, yeah? No, oh my actually happens. He to should do. charge you. I need to quid. do that. Give the man his money. I might just go and book him for another one and pay pay twice. Pay twice, you bad, I think. I know. My name's Mud. Right then, golf. Bit of golf news. Then we the PJ Tour making another announcement. They've announced uh, an additional four elevated events for 2023. So we spoke a couple of weeks back, and the news was out that PJ Tour players are required to play 20. Events minimum, aren't they? Yeah. Um, to try and get more guaranteed fields. Well, they've added the Phoenix Open, um, RBC Heritage, Wells Fargo Championship, and the Travellers Championships. They'll all have the 20 million prize purses moving forward. All uh, right. So we, we spoke about this last week, didn't we, with Jack Nicholas, but we didn't have the confirmed events. We didn't have the confirmed 12. Right, no, I see. These four have, have been confirmed. Well, as that just, it, it, it is again. It's like what Jack Nicholas says. They've ripped, the, they've ripped it in two. That's right. When you look at the Bermuda this this week uh, on the PJ Tour, and you look at the field they've got there, this is essentially that second tier event now. That's like the, they said in like you know like the little write ups that I was reading on on this week when we when we come on to it, like uh, tour winners and a FedEx Cup winner. And when you look at them, it's like, come on, yeah, <laughs> like they're not exactly crowd grabbers, but. It is what it is. Uh, the only bit of law, um, lawsuit, the only bit of news I've got is the lawsuit, but I was going to come on to it in, in the birdie bogey bust and have a little chat about it. Well, yeah, because we're talking about tiers as well and two tier tours. That's part of my birdie bogey bust as well. So should we get into that time Let's again? Let's get into it. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie bogey bust, the birdie bogey bust, birdie bogey bust. Go on, you go first then with your birdie. It's got to be Rory, hasn't it? Like I was saying last week, he is the best player of this year. Yeah, like, by far, yeah. And he's the best. There's no one better than him at golf in the no. world. No. Right now. I know. You can't argue with this. And statistics. not even right now, as in like a forced tournament stretch. It's like, it's going on a year, this. Well, it is, yeah. I think this is the first time he's got back to world number one since July 2020, wasn't it? When yeah. His, when his child was born, we, we talked about him having that 
vein of form before COVID happened, wasn't it? Where he was. Well, that's where he put. Remember, remember that's where he, where he put his phone down there, and he was on that book, that yeah. digital minimalism. Remember we read it, and he was doing that. Yeah. So, and then he's obviously working hard to get his game back, and now. You look at the 2022 season he's had. It seemed to all come from the Masters, wasn't it? That low yeah. round he had in the final round of the Masters to finish solo second. And that was after him missing the cut at the Valero, wasn't it? Well, he literally said, like, if you'd have told me when I missed the cut in Valero, this was in his post-match interview on Sunday, I'd have never believed you. I, I just, he said, I've been working on a few things with my game. But it's mad, like, when you watch him, like, the difference is it's, it's, it's them little 12-footers, 10-footers that he just... Keeps knocking in is where it's short is like his wedge approach into the green. Now, if you remember, go back 12 months ago, he was having 80 90 yards into the green and missing the green left. Like yeah. that is just completely eradicated out of his game now. Yeah, and he's knocking a lot more putts in, like you say, there. So, you know, the way he is off the tee, how accurate and far he gets it down there. It was always the wedge and the approach play that let him down. Yeah, now we're seeing that the full version of his game, and we're seeing him obviously doing things that. We expect to see Rory do. He's the full package, and like even the like the obviously the pressure come on to him, but it just shows you, doesn't it? Like Rory, there, he's had two three puts, and he still won the tournament to become world number one. You just need to not be so harsh on yourself, don't you? When you three puts yeah, in life, exactly. yeah, definitely. Like it's mad, isn't it? So what's your birdie? Uh, my birdie is talking about the two tiers. It's the Clutch Tour introducing the Miz Next Gen series. You ever seen all this big yeah. big money coming? It's just totally transcending and changing the way development tours are now. Like this is the first time we've seen this amount of money be thrown at a third tier tour, as we call it, because obviously this is basically going to replace the Euro Pro by the looks of things. It's talking about having forty challenge tour invites. It's going to have a, a number of DP World Tour invites potentially as well. And there's news coming on potential challenge tour cards to be announced. So with news that the Euro Pro is now obviously finished and concluded, that'll be no more. Yeah. Obviously the clutch tour now, 1.8 million in prize funding. That's going to be spread over two tiers. So what you're going to have is on the top tier, 60k prize money every week, uh, and on the second tier, 30k prize money every week. There's going to be a relegation and promotion in between the two tiers. Uh, so then you get an opportunity to play for the higher money. There's obviously going to be, by the sounds of things, challenge tour cards to be won and invites in between. And then there's also going to be three events from tier one that are going to play for a hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. So what was the average? You know what the Euro Pro like average like prize for another winner got twelve and a half grand or whatever it was. But what yeah. the actual? It was very top heavy, wasn't yeah. it? So. I mean, I'm thinking if the first prize was twelve and a half thousand, if you spread that out through everybody who made the cut, which is generally what sixty players, I can't imagine it, it would have got to that much uh... to to sixty k. No, it wouldn't have been too far away. It probably yeah, would have yeah. been thirty, maybe, um, between thirty and sixty. I'm not quite sure on the exact, but yeah, this is the uh, the biggest prize funds ever for a development tour in one year. So it just shows the, well, it just shows the you way like golf's it, going. You need. Although it's not, it's meant to be a development tour, you're not meant to be able to make a living. Like it's it's like when I've been watching that Wrexham documentary, and the players are still on forty grand. Listen, 
they say you say you're not supposed to make money on a development tour or whatever you you want to get off the tour. You want to be motivated to get off it. That's fine, but you still need to be able to earn a living yeah. because you could be beyond, you could be on the development tour for two three years before you progress. We've seen that time and time again. Lads that we've had on the podcast have said the same thing. Sometimes it takes two or three years as a pro to understand your game, to understand your environment, to get used to the traveling element, being on your own, living out of hotels, and then eventually you'll be mature enough to start competing every week and then get off the tours. So if you have two or three years, your sponsorship money runs out, you're not earning no money, sooner or later you're going to get fed up with it. Some it's people will. Bit, yeah. Some it's people back to the drawing board, yeah. isn't it? Or looking for sponsors again or get a job. It's like, it's half like an apprenticeship, but it's like, it's half not as well, isn't it? Most golfers, if not all golfers, even if they are making a decent bit of money on this clutch tour, will still want to get off it because there's more money on the challenge and there's even more money on the European and there's even more money on the PJ tour. And now with Live introduced, you know, it's there's always it's like anything. If you get a job, you might be on a well paid job, but if you get a promotion, you're gonna get more. Of course. So you're gonna strive for that promotion. Yeah. Because it's not only the money aspect, it's the ability to, you know, get better world ranking points, better opportunities to then win more money. So playing the majors and getting the masters and all that, isn't it? Getting the these elevated events on the PJ tour. It's exactly everything comes with it, doesn't it? But to keep you motivated to carry on playing for three, four, five years. There needs to be enough money to keep you going. That's it. At least you you want to be able to like do well and like feed your family. You know, like coming third or fourth on the Euro Pro, what are you getting? Like five, four grand or something, and you've got to shoot twenty under. It it, it wasn't very really sustainable, was it? At least if this. No, I think the top ten. If you played top ten on Euro Pro, you were doing all right, weren't you? Financially, probably just well, about. But anything, know, the winner else? of the, the whole Euro Pro winner was on like thirty six thousand, but for the year. It's like it's not really that much, is it? When you could take out your spends and your hotels and your travel and your no, not really. food and you if you get a caddy once twice, it's like it's nothing. No. In no. in in the grand scheme of things. No. And that's hopefully we'll see more of this now of the they're not only pumping more money in across the across the, the clutch tour, but they're spreading it over two years. So does that add motivation to get up a tier when you're on the top tier? You're playing for more money, but you're also playing for potential cards. It's not confirmed with the challenge so, tour cards. So then, do you not reckon that the Euro Pro will get replaced with anything? Well, I would say that this is it. No, I know that clutch has like opened its elements up and made it a bit bigger. But I mean, as a direct replacement, where top five goes to shit, like it's like sort of because clutch was already there, but you just opened up another tier. It's like, yeah, well, it it all depends on the the cards that they can obtain. If you can't get Challenge tour cards, and you can't progress off that off off whatever replaces it onto another tour above it. Then it's not really sustainable, is it? Because how do you, just... how do you get challenge tour cards? You have to speak to the challenge tour. Like? Has to be some sort of deal that you, that you have because the Euro Pro were affiliated with the European Tour in some way, shape, or form because it was a development to get it through. They're one of the recognised tours. You just need to be noticed as a recognised tour. So. Well, I don't know what Clutch have done, but they've got invites. They've confirmed that they've got invites, but they haven't confirmed anything about having Challenge Tour cards. Mm. But they did say in one of the posts that there was news to come about that, whether that means that they're going to get it or how that looks. We just don't know. But there is more news to follow on Clutch. But we birdie this week was just that announcement. And like we say every week, this, the shape golf is in at oh, the minute. Yeah. We'll come on to live grand finale for the team element later and talk more about that. But... Just think this is another example of golf going in the right direction. Well, this is an example of golf going in the wrong direction again. I know we always talk about like the 
divide and the the lawsuit and all that and whatever went on with like Swafford and all that being up tied up against the PJ Tour. But yeah, the PJ Tour has filed another lawsuit against the public investment fund of the sovereign wealth fund of Saudi Arabia. It's all filed under a seal, so nothing can be actual seen. But the PJ Tour then. No, I'm sorry, Liv, I've done another counter-like sort of suit okay. against anyone that the PGA Tour talked to about Liv. I was seeing Anthony Kim's on that Anthony as well, Anthony Kim's in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they've got a list of 71 players, wasn't it? Yeah. They've sent a list of 71 players, and they want to see all communications where Liv's mentioned. Like, they want to know when you go down through it. It's going to get messy, isn't it? It says, like, each individual who, who communicated on behalf of the PGA Tour with any person, including tour members or entity regarding any new tour your response would include individuals you communicated with the european tour augusta national pga usga official world golf all the royal bodies. and ancient all the government bodies any broadcaster the ladies european tour any vendor or service provider to the pga tour any advert <laughs> or sponsor any player agent or representative any golfer including any pga tour members any other person what is going on not expressed ex- excluded by this integrity it's like an integrity it's like a it's the maddest thing i've ever read i've just read it through it's it all not golf, and it? i still don't get it and it says like the it says uh, for each individual you identify identify the date of the communication the medium of the communication e.g. in person phone text email and any other person or entity with whom the communication was made and then when you go to the so bottom basically of the lift, what they what they're asking for there is access to where you've mentioned live they want to know exactly what's being said what's being getting said to players how that's being communicated and live one to sort of get to the 179 bottom. entries they've got and they believe that it's far too small. Who's going to go through all that paper? That's with? what I mean. It's like, what are you on about? Yeah. I think they just counter and counter and counter until eventually it all gets dropped and we get what we've always wanted, which is good golf across different formats. So hopefully it sorts itself out soon. But yeah, I, don't I think, think they want to gonna... know really as well that like was Target and Rory publicly asked to publicly say about the golfers not joining Live. Like what they told to say about the majors. Remember, we even said, didn't we? Yeah. Wow, that Tiger's saying that. That means that other people will think that straight away, didn't we? That and we, well, we... If the leaders of your tour and the people who you know you sort of look up to and listen to, if they're saying things, you're gonna take their side, aren't you? It's 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 a bit more weight behind the message, isn't it? When they say something, of course, yeah. I think that's what they're after. They want to know like who's after PJ Tour, basically being. Telling people to slander, live, and stop people going. Yeah, in it, yeah. like some of the the names on the list, like like Tommy's on it. I think basically the whole PJ Tour is, is on the list, really. Well, Greg and Norman, Andy Greg, Nor- Greg Norman, <laughs> Greg Norman did say when he when he was first trying to set live up that he'd sent thousands of emails out to everybody. Remember? Yeah, but it's the other way around, isn't it? It's no, I know. But yeah. what I'm saying is, so if everybody's getting those emails, and then on the back of that. The PJ Tour sent a number of notices out signed by Jay Monaghan saying, this is our stance, this is what we will do, this is what we won't do. If you go there, you will be you will be suspended off the tour because you're breaching um, your membership, etc. Yeah. So then I suppose what Liv are looking for now is those internal communications with the players, understanding exactly what... Who said what? Who, what the PJ Tour is saying. They must just be, I think they just literally like want to know. Because it says here... 
If they want to know if the Commissioner Monaghan asked Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy to publicly comment that golfers who join Live would not be able to play in future majors to dissuade young golfers from joining Live, and they did so, Mr. Woods and Mr. McIlroy would not be identified because they are not authorised to speak on behalf of the tour. It's like the sort of basically trying to basically find that it's probably like a defamation thing in it. Like if, if Tiger's saying that, like it, 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 was, it, it, was it on his own back or was the correspondence between the PJ tour and Tiger to be like, You're our if you say, if you say they won't be able to play majors, that's going to turn a million people off in it. Definitely. Yeah. Tiger um, says something. You're listening, aren't you? I just thought it's all getting a bit silly, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to until, I think until Liver happy and they've got the world rank on points, then they're not gonna they're not gonna stop. And I think in defence of the PJ Tour, they're gonna have to continue to counteract and do things to show their strength as well. It's just it's the way it'll always go. That Liver gonna continue to do all they can in the just power. Give them the world rankings. Exactly. From have the it. start, can't we all get along? Like? There you go. We'll get there eventually. Have you done your bogey? I can't remember. I haven't. No, uh, my bogey is. Given the current climate on the golf, like you've you've just spoke about there at the CJ Cup this week, you've got Rory challenging, gonna try and vow for, for world number one, which you know we got John Ram chasing him, Tom Kim looking to win again at such a young age, and then you go to put it on the telly, and it doesn't come on until like the leaders on like the seventh or eighth hole, whatever it was, and it's like me bogey is. Like, what are you doing? Why don't Sky you just, broadcasting. Just play, or across, I think it was across the, I had a little look on Twitter because I was looking to see what was going on with it and whether this was happening with, with other channels. I think it was in America as well. I just don't really? think that, I just don't know why, but the coverage just didn't start till that late. And That's I was thinking mad, to myself, what? Yeah, I just don't, because I know Dan Rappaport, who's part of the foreplay yeah. uh, crew now, he, he posted something on Twitter about saying the exact same thing. It's, so it must have been the same with the American coverage. Whether that had anything to do with uh, being on at the same time as the American football, I don't know. But ah, right. it just, um, yeah, it was it was strange that when when there was so much going on and the competition PJ Tour are, are, are having at the moment with different tours that that wouldn't be on from the beginning. I would have liked to have seen a little half an hour preview show before to hype up and see what, if this person does this, this could happen and just yeah, get a bit a big of a story. Talk. It's like, imagine I was Tiger it. going, like you'd, you'd, it'd be a number one priority for it to be on the telly and Rory's like the, the next sort of answer to well, it, isn't he? spoke about that, yeah. But that was like, just me bogey. I was just disappointed that we couldn't see the full 18 holes and see, see it all in action. But, you know, hopefully you listen to this podcast. Sort the heads out. Sort it out and we get to watch, <laughs> it, watch it all from here. Watch your bust. The Euro Pro. Gone. Going, yeah, same. it's sad, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is, yeah. It's obviously it is, and then it, it could have not be as well. Like it's, it could be the best thing ever. It, it just all depends on what what comes of this new tour and what, if anything, like you say, if anything replaces the Euro Pro, what that looks like. And you say the the golf ecosystem is changing. There's new formats coming. There's new ways of of doing things. And obviously, the Euro Pro has been around for years. It's seen so many good players come through that development tour and go on to do great things. You just look at the likes of Tyrrell Hatton, you know, yeah. we spoke about it the, the other week, didn't we? The, the players that have came through it. I just think, yeah, my bus the same, yeah. Just to see it gone with all the history, it's a shame, really, isn't it? it? Is. It's part of, it's part of the no, European like, golf I don't know, like, isn't it? If, we've even, if we haven't researched enough, but there's been no, like, re- what was the reason? 
think in his statement he just said given the changes and the money that's in the game at the moment it's, just, it's not viable for it to continue or something along those lines um so maybe just their structure and their strategy and how they done the tour just couldn't work and couldn't be competitive in the environment without the additional funding but interesting you just don't know yeah it, it, you'll never know but yeah no obviously the last five cards as well congratulations to James Allen, Michael Stewart, Dermot McElroy, Jack Davidson, and Josh Hilliard. They were the five, they got the last five challenge tour cards in, in, in this setup before it, it came to a close. But Both. I enjoyed the Euro Pro and seeing, obviously, keeping an eye. We've, we've interviewed a lot of lads off there, haven't we? So hopefully, whatever replaces it yeah. is, um, is just as good. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Should we get into a bit of golf review? I know we've already touched on it quite a bit, the CJ Cup. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, obviously we saw what Rory didn't he? Obviously getting that twenty third PJ Tour win, well ahead of uh, Norman now, isn't he? Is that what it was? Twenty three. That was a twenty third PJ Tour win. Yeah, Sick, unbelievable. Yeah, so obviously looking at his his last fifteen starts on on his journey to world number one, he's had three wins, twelve top tens, ten top fives, and only one miscut, which is at the first playoff Saint Jude. St. Jude um, like this year. So like that is madness, isn't it? Yeah, even if you look at even if you look at his whole um season, he had 14 top tens. Only seven tournaments that he went in the top ten throughout the whole season. It's scary that. That's why I was I was arguing so hardly hard for him to be the player of the year. Yeah. Because like that's where when I was speaking last week about the format of the world rankings, if you do a pair round and you get points for how you play consistently throughout the season, as well as how you're performing. Then yet you might get more points for winning the bigger tournaments, but you know maybe that takes care of itself when you've got twenty of the best players in the world playing throughout the season. It will it will make the world rankings a bit more even for the PJ Tour. I don't know what it does for the other tours. We've spoke about how it doesn't help if all the points are on one tour, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't become a world ranking, does it? But well, the the amount of world ranking points that Rory got for winning that, and the field, I know the field had a good few players, but it didn't. It wasn't like the full stack, was it? It's pretty stacked, yeah. Well, we six of the, what did we say last week? Six of the ten. Six of the ten, yeah. I think it was only Cantley didn't play and Zander didn't play, I think. I think other than that. Well, it must have been old Sam Burns. Was he there? Not sure. Didn't I see think, I think there. I remember last week you said six of ten and like ten of fifteen or Yeah, something. I remember what you said, yeah, yeah. Forty five world ranking points he got for that. Did he? I think that's all right, yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Yeah. I'm going for it. But he yeah. said it ranks amongst his best wins because what was at stake and Going out there, know what he had to do, and yeah, with defending champion as well, yeah, and getting it done. Well, he's went back to back there on different courses. That's the second time he's done that now, isn't it? Sick now. Just shows that like it doesn't matter where he plays. It's, that's what's so good about his game all round. Like a, like I touched on before, when you look at his wedge play and 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 his um, he's rolling more putts in his game, the way he shapes the ball and how far he is, is just suited for any course. There's no courses really that catch him out. And um, I think given the form that he's in now, he's going to be favourite to every major next year, isn't he? It is. It's just quite a long way away, isn't it? What do you mean? The for form? it to carry on like Peaks it's... Troughs. Yeah. Yeah, could... Um, I, I do want to see him pick that green jacket. It'd be a shame to have a career like he's had. He's won the Australian Open. He's won countless times in the European tour fuck the Australian Open got to do with anything just obviously winning the biggest tournaments on different tours oh right? yeah I see yeah. think about what he's won he's won the players he's won he's been number one on the DP world number one yeah. on the FedEx he's won everything apart from the Masters is what I'm getting at oh I see yeah yeah, yeah. fuck's the Australian tour <laughs> it's just like he's always had a great career he's won the Australian Open no what yeah 
But no, it like you're right. It it would like, and especially that he's he's had a, he's had one arm in the sleeve as well, basically. And he so it's yeah. it is. Yeah, it's, it's coming, and he comes second last year. But obviously, you've got to remember he's only thirty three as well. Yeah. You know, he's got a good ten years left. A good ten years left of playing at that level. Well, yeah, like there's like a good few winners in the forties. Knocking about isn't definitely, it? yeah. Well, we went through a stage last season where um, every like every winner at the beginning of the season was in the forties, weren't they? Yeah. Obviously, a player who is back in form, Tommy Fleetwood. Well, yeah, he got off to a bit of a slow start, didn't he, with that seventy three? But then. Yeah. Backed it up with a couple of 66s and then shot six under on the last day to... Yeah. Do you know that's his, um, his best finish in the PJ Tour? When would you think that was the last time he finished I wanna top, say tied like, fourth or better? I want to say the that major, the US Open in 2019. The Honda Classic, January 2020. Yeah. He finished third. So he, he finished, but then looking at his recent form, he finished tied fourth at the Open and at the Scottish Open. So in his last three, in his last four starts, he's finished fourth three times. It's more. It's always like a little storm from the back, though, isn't it? Like he's like sitting in like twentieth, twelfth, and then he'll come through yeah. on the last day. He had a break, didn't he? And understandably, yeah. Over the didn't play the FedEx, and then he's come back now, and he was trending in the right direction just before he took that break. Obviously, like I say, they tied fourth twice at the Open and the Scottish Open. Um, and then obviously last week or the week before when he played, he didn't have he had an okay game, didn't he, for the Zozo? Yeah. And then obviously the CJ, he's come and finished tied fourth again. So I think he's trending in the right direction. But it it also brings me on to my next point about the Ryder Cup coming up um at the end of next year, in September next year, just less than twelve months away. And then you look at where the the top European players finished. This week, you've got Rory won, Tommy and Ram, who finished fourth, Hatton and Fitzpatrick, who finished 13th. You've got Hovland, finished 21st, and Lowry, who finished 23rd. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good show that they're all there or thereabouts. They're the top seven, well, seven yeah. star studded like lineup that you'd be instantly in. We spoke like you know that's obviously you know Hovland's twenty first and Lowry twenty third, but there are there about top twenty for all seven of them. You look at that, and if you consider obviously players on the DP World Tour this season who have played well and been consistent, obviously Ewan Ferguson another top ten. He's had two wins this year. You can't count him out. This is rookie year on the European Tour. Let's see how he gets on next year and finishes this season off. And you've got Robbie McIntyre who got his second. DP World Tour win this year. He's yeah. had to go on the DP World Tour. He's done well in majors. The Hoygaard brothers again. So that gives us 11 of our 12 players, if you consider them four coming in. And then you've got obviously a whole host of players then who could fill that final spot. Even look at Mansell this week, shot yeah. 10 under course record, shooting eight under with eight birdies on the back nine for the 28. It was just sick, phenomenal golf. Like, you know, he's got it. He's led tournaments a couple of times. Not not got one over the line yet, but he's been knocking on the door already. Yeah, so I just wanted to discuss that. Obviously, Tommy in a in a good vein of form and trends in the right direction. It's good. And to he's see. he's high up in the DP World rankings as well, Tommy, isn't he? I think he's like he's got a great chance. Yes, third or fifth, or he's in top ten anyway, and he's, he's high up. I think he's. I think he may be just on the tenth spot. Yeah, yeah. tenth spot. Yeah, he's just not bad. And he become anything can happen in when it goes to. Well, that's Dubai, he's, can't he? he's won in the Ned Bank, hasn't he? So after this week, you've got the Ned Bank, haven't you? And he's. 
Yeah. Because surely he'll probably go over and play that, won't he? Before oh, yeah. the tour championship, you think if he's won there before. I thought that he didn't play the Par- he didn't play the French Open, though, did he? He's won that before. I know. So it's a bit mad, but yeah. Have to just see how he gets on. So I think maybe he was, I know he knew he had, had a bit of travelling with Japan and then over to America, didn't he? Yeah. So but it was a good event, one I love that course. Well, yeah, well Rory, I just want to say about talk about Rory's finish, really. Like he's buried sixteen sort of out of nowhere from under the tree. Yeah. Held a nice putt, and then on seventeen. Makes a bogey and then 18. That put on 18, it was like his adrenaline just got to me. It's what sweat like 10, 15 foot past, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Even the one that he marked it from like an inch away as well. Well, that was to let, let um, yeah. Kitty Armour sort of knock it up on it and then he, he knew because he knew he was going to tap it in for the it, win. Yeah. That was it. Which is fair enough. But if he'd had to two put that for the win, like he's... it's one of them and it takes the foot comes off the gas when you know what you've when you've got that comfort blanket there, isn't it? Yeah, he was, I think he was in his post round, like he was like, you're only as good as your last hole, and like it's talked about, like that last hole. It's like you're world number one. You just won the CJ Cup. Yeah, like he's very humble. Back. He's very humble in 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 his wins. And obviously that one time when he um, stuck it to Norman with, with his interview at the time that it was getting a bit heated. But normally Rory's quite humble in his wins. Yeah, isn't he is. he? Like, and you know, I think when you look at is how he embraced Scotty Scheffler's dad. Went over to him and apologized that he took world number one off his son. Did he? I didn't yeah, see that. he went over, boss. yeah, gave him a hug. I said, Sorry, he was like, Don't be silly and all this. So, it... uh, and I know golf's like an integral game, but like, it needs to, like, Rory should be saying, like, Fuck you, like, I'm the <laughs> fucking man, and that, like, like boxing. Like, well, just... he went through a stage that would live, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know whether the thing is with, like, with, with opi- people's opinions and stuff, like, people didn't like that side of him, people were giving him shit for. Know what I mean? I know. Gonna... Golf's, but Rory is one of them players where he could do that, isn't it? Like he could he say, let's, back go, it let's have it. He can back it up. Yeah, he's definitely one of the players who like can can back up his talk because. But imagine when, how... everyone, when you think about the season he's had, and we talk about him getting to world number one, you've got to remember the responsibility he's took on his back as well. Yeah, like what he what he's done throughout the whole year to get yeah. to where he is. You know, he, he's been the spokesperson. He's had to take interviews. Even did you see at the beginning of this, Tom Kim? Yeah, yeah, saying how question. do you deal with pressure at a young, young age? And know? that's what he was I don't saying. Have as much success as you have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But one of the key takings from what Rory said there was when he mentions about he mentions about like how do you win and be so successful for so long? And he, he turned around and he was like, "Well, I remember when I first went on tour, I was getting pulled here, there, and everywhere for interviews, and it was a big thing. And you forget." You're here to play golf. He says, always yeah. remember to put your practice in, to do your work. And just remember, first and foremost, you've got, because I think he said you've got like six sponsorships on your top there. You'll be expected to do different things for each one, depending on what, what your agreement is. Always remember that like the reason you've got them on there is because of the golf. And that comes first. Always remember yeah. that, which I thought was a that's sick. a really quality message to say to somebody well, that's who's it, just yeah. starting like, on the tour. Look after you, like number one. Otherwise, like, I know the sponsorships give you a bit of dough, but they're getting the exposure. Like he, Tom Kim could probably drop all the sponsors, really, couldn't he? Yeah, if he wanted to. And then he's going to get new sponsors. Like he's he's he's, he's a well beater, isn't he? In demand, yeah, he is. He, he definitely be in demand. I think it's what well, I think what Rory's referring to is whoever picks him up. If he did drop a sponsor, they're going to be expecting the same thing. You get me? Yeah. And I think what Rory was saying was just make sure that you. 
you you constant you remember that golf comes first. No, of course. Because if yeah. the golf if the golf goes away, Rory didn't say this, but we know this. If the golf goes away, so do the sponsors. Of course, yeah, they, everyone wants you when you have property, and then they drop you like it. They drop it like it's hot when not when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, I remember when like um, Charles Barkley and and Tom Brady were playing? And he's like suck on that chuck. And all yeah, that. yeah. Like. Imagine, like, you could, like, say, like, watch this, I'm going to hit this, and then the, the, your opponent can say, like, oh, shit, remember that left one you hit? And, like, proper bring that horrible element yeah. into golf. Yeah. It, I think it would be funny. That should be our first, back when we start our YouTube backup, that should be our first, like, video. See how much shit we can give just, each other. Yeah, but then, like, you got to be confident when you're on the tee and be horrible when you're off it. Yeah. To each other. Yeah. See, I, would... I wouldn't be able to handle any, any negativity on the tee, you mate. Got enough going on in my own head. Left, 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 <laughs> left, 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 left. Although it is getting there. We're talking about players who eventually got there. Yannick Paul. Yannick Paul. He eventually got what there. What a he's mad been... swing he has. Yeah. Yeah, he's been trending in the right direction this year. It's his rookie season on the tour. He's been around for a while. Um, just obviously trying to graduate to the to the DP world he got there this year. And he's been doing all right. He's been um, you know, he's had a a good few finishes. He finished in the top 10 mini order a minute to get in the, the US Open, like Mansell did this year. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and he moves up 20 places after that win on the DP World Tour ranking to 20th, so that secures his position in the DP World Tour finals now, regardless of what happens. So, a couple of, couple of good things for Yannick this week, and obviously, you know, we um, got it, to, especially on the Saturday, where he got it to 900 through 11 as well. Tell you what, though, who's been having a great, we talk about a bit of form, Paul Wearings are the revitalised of his life, hasn't he? Yeah, he struggled with a few injuries, didn't he? And he seems to be fully fit now, and he's showing what he's made of. Like, yeah, it's like he's at a time, time for second. Yeah. And he was looking like he was going to get in a playoff at one point. Yeah. Then that birdie, well, yeah, that pup by Yannick Paul on the last hole, just to seal it. But, like, it was a bit of a topsy-turvy one, wasn't it? Like, the whole week, like, people were, like, going low, like, Mansell. That back nine, I've never seen a back nine like that in my life. On the Saturday, yeah, on Saturday, baby, every all but one. I know, like, what even is that? And the only one he didn't bear is a path in here, she still only took three strokes on it, exactly. So, Unbelievable 28 shots on a path 36, and you're just like, wow, it was phenomenal. And even I've not spoke to Connor, but even Connor put a message saying that Saturday was phenomenal when he when he put something on Instagram. it. Was the one, it's yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, even what I was saying there, Yannick Paul, 900 through 11 holes on the Saturday as well. That's he had unreal. like three eagles. It's unreal. Yeah, so, it, you know, he could have... The, there was 59s out there on the Saturday, and then I don't know what happened on the Sunday, but Yannick Paul shot three under. You know, Mansell had a disappointing final round. I, I think know. it's just even the bully. You know, we talk about his roller coaster of a final round. He was three over through his first five. Then fires in five birdies to take a two-shot lead with three to play, and then goes bogey, double bogey. Well, that that tee shot on seventeen, that swing, like the whole body movement, everything about it, it was like he almost tried to hit it out of bounds. Yeah, it was miles off line. Wasn't it? That's like he's thinking all the time, just knock it out of town. Yeah, but you know, put himself into obviously t- tough start, miles back, gets himself back into it, and then obviously that finish, it was just. And like you say, Yannick Paul holding that putt from off the green to take it away. Look, it was going to be a little three-way playoff. I can't say the other fellow's name. What? I can't say the other guy's name. I'll no. just say it. But he won't be too disappointed because he's secured, secured his, his cards. Card. Yeah, yeah, which so is there's great. always little mini stories. And it is. Talking about Paul Wearden as well, another story to come from that. He's moved up 33 places into 49th spot now. And the top 50, as we know, 
compete uh, for the biggest prize in the DP World Tour at the yeah, Tour Finals. And Wearing's so, playing this week, and he'll probably be playing next. He'll won't be he? playing the Ned Bank, yeah. So, so a good chance that we'll see Paul Wearing at the, the Tour Champs. I'm not sure if he's ever played there before, but um, looking at the the rankings of what we've got, Eddie Pepperell, who's been quite a lot vocal about about live on the Twitter scene, hasn't he? And, and yeah. been getting involved with a few. Um, conversations with Westwood and Poulton and them. He's moved up three places. He's a 48th spot at the moment, so it's looking likely that if he carries on the little bit of form he's got, we could see him there as well, which would be quite interesting. It will be, yeah. It's it's all out these next two weeks. It's a crunch time, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, obviously, Rory's leading the way, as we would expect, given the season he's had, but Ryan Fox has moved above Fitzpatrick into second he place. He had a bit of a struggle on the last day as well, didn't exactly, he? Exactly, yeah. It's... I didn't actually watch it, like, but it, when I've seen the highlights, and then it didn't look like the weather was too had too much to blew, part to play. No, blew a little bit, but no, it it wasn't. I think it was just they'd set the course up a bit more difficult, wasn't as accessible. Right, I see. And the pin positions and things, it really clever with how they'd set it up. Because again, it was just another unbelievable golf course. We were uh, spoiled last week with the golf. We were, we were. Well, let's move. Let's move on to this week. Then we've got some obviously golf to review. Uh, start on the on the DP World Tour, the Portugal Masters. Are you playing Don Pedro we're pl- Victoria? We're playing here. Yeah. In um, in March. I know. Be sick that one. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it's been here since um, it's been here since it it started. The Don Pedro every every year. Um, I just every time I think of this Victoria, I just think of, like remember playing it with Lee, and we were coming down eighteen, and had the rescue in. Over water, this shot like like two twenty or two thirty or something, and like I was standing like that, like the side of him where you can see his face, looking at the green like that, and he's there, and he hits this shot, and I've like looked to see where he's hit it, and at the corner of my eye, to see a ball there, and like he's topped it that hard that it's flew straight up in the air, and then he just grabbed it like that out of the air and caught it. And he's got it in his hand. He's looked at me and he's like, and we've just burst out laughing. We're both on the deck crying. All the college is waiting at, up on the round, the green. Like, my Mayasco, yeah. Oh, we're like the second God. to last group coming in because we've done well. Yeah. And honestly, he just caught it in his hand, man. It was the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. What are you doing? That's just put it back down, is it? <laughs> and hard himself. And fucking hell. But he was just like, oh my God. No, oh, honestly. But the course is, this course is amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a tough test as well, isn't it? It is. I think whoever's um, there's a lot of trouble out there as well. So you've got to be accurate off the tee and keep your ball in play. Um, saying that, obviously, that you know, see what comes of it. See what comes of it. Yeah. No, but Tom Thomas Lewis, Peters, Tom Lewis, what? I was going to say Tom Lewis is a two-time champion. He won it in 2011 and 2018. Um, he's a little, he's a little uh, pervert on our page. Him, he keeps coming on, liking things and commenting on things, and then just like. Ask him for an interview, he just blanks it. <laughs> we'll have to get him on next year. Um he's fifty to one to win. Fifty to one. I think with the two wins and knowing the course as well as he does, that's not a bad shout that fifty to one. He's part of me double. And when we come on to the um Bermuda Championship and talk about that, I'll tell you who, who forms part of the second one. Oh god. Yeah. New segment on it. What have you got for Thomas Peters? What were you gonna say? Those days the defending champion. Yeah. You came the sixteenth different winner at this event. Wow. Last year, yeah. Well, I had a, speaking of doubles, I had a double this week. Richard Mansell and Rory McIlroy to win. Oh. And and Richard Mansell was paying, playing pick up a penguin, paying seven places. Was he? So you only needed the top seven out of him, and that would have, he was 25 to one. That would have took 
50 quid onto Rory. Fuming. I am. See what you got. Yeah. So what would you want? What would you have won if they both would have won? Well, if you'd have won, it's 1,044 quid. So you probably would have got about 300. Yeah, well, I would have the 50 quid going onto Rory at 15 to 2. Yeah. Like, oh well. Do you know what I mean? Let's look next time, eh? Three fifty, actually. That would have been. Well, yeah. this double that I put on's getting you near nine and a half grand back. So, Jesus, <laughs> who know. have you picked? Well, I'd say Bill Haas or someone. <laughs> no, but obviously Portugal Masters. Uh, I come on to have picked in a minute, but Portugal Masters, Jordan Smith and Robert McIntyre go in as favourites. As favourites. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Uh, Jordan Smith and Robert McIntyre go in as favourites this week, as you'd yeah. expect. Uh, obviously, Jordan Smith had a great season so far, hasn't he? Uh, Mantle and Ferguson took the week off, getting ready for the final two weeks. So, it's, um, the field's OK. Uh, course will be unbelievable. Matt Wallace, how he should be up there. What? Matt Wallace. Yeah. Hilly Kittle playing. Yeah. Hoy Gab brothers yeah. playing, yeah. Do you know what's a mad one, right? Portugal, for what it's... Like, it's golfing. Like, all it's... Courses, how amazing they all are! How, how like big of a golfing town, like or golfing place, Portugal, the Algarve is. There's not that many, if any, proper decent Portuguese golfers. No, it's a can good you think of that. any? No, I can't. That Lima, remember him? I think he's yeah. like, he's like forty odd. That, that, I can't think of any. No, I, think I wonder why won, that is. I think he's won once that Lima. It's weird, isn't it? It's a good shout. Like when you consider the facilities they've got on the, yeah. We're interested happening. to see what the crowds look like this week to see if there actually is a you know, a bit of a following for golf over there. Well, there's like yeah, well, there's like what, how many six courses on that Don Pedro thing, isn't there? Anyway, yeah. so if there's people around and playing, it's like you think you'd just pop over if, if we were there, we'd probably go and see it, wouldn't we? If we were if we were in Portugal now, definitely, yeah. So I just don't know. Me neither. What goes on with that? Right then, before we move on to the live finale, then uh, we'll talk about the teams and the setup. Then we've got the Butterfly Bermuda Championship. The Butterfly Bermuda, though. Yeah, Lucas Port Herbert. Royal. Lucas Herbert, defending champ. He's not there to defend, though. By the look, looks at the field, he's not. Not playing. Not going to defend it now. Um, yeah, shot him um, two under on that final day. It was windy. Remember, it's blowing a game. Yeah, I do. He shot two under. Um, one by one, held off Patrick Reed, who somehow. Um, had four birdies in his last six holes in them conditions and put up a real charge but Herbert held them off to, to win it and again this third year that Bermuda is going to offer full FedEx points 500 to the winner so when you look at the field there's quite a weak field when you consider what we had last week uh, it's a good opportunity for like your Corn Ferry graduates to, to, to really make an impact for the ones that are playing well this is like I can't remember who sent the tweet out but they were like oh the PJ Tour doesn't care about us like it goes America, Japan, America, Bermuda, Mexico, or something was. Right, I remember yeah, the, yeah. the big schedule yeah. issues that they, they were having a gripe about. Yeah. And you can see it, like, can't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the schedule. We spoke about this, didn't we, the, on the European tour as well, uh, earlier this season. Yeah, the ups and downs. He's up to Scotland, comes down to Hillside, and went back up to Scotland a week later. Stupid. It was a bit, yeah, the logistics aren't the best. But, um, very short course, this one. So, obviously, I know the wind yeah. plays an impact. And... 6,828 yards. Yeah, there's only five. the elevations as well, isn't it, that, that yeah. make a big difference in this as well? Yeah, I think only only five of the 11 par fours are over 400 yards. Right. So, you've got six par fours, which are playing short. And generally, um, the best putters win, win this week, yeah. it, it, what we've seen in the past. Now, uh, Brian Gay won the year before last, didn't he? And he was... 
was first and sucks against putting. So I've had a look at the field and compared that against who's who's been the best putters this season. SH Kim, 24-year-old Korean, he's currently ranked 18th in strokes game putting for the season. And in the first four events, he's 18th in the FedEx rank and he's made the cut in all four events on his rookie season. And he's also 12th ranked in birdie averages as well. So um, he's 33 to 1 and he forms part of that double. Oh, yeah. There's only one winner of this event. Go on. John Daly. <laughs> the big man's back. He's there he? on a sponsor's invite. It'd be unbelievable if you'd imagine he wins that. That's sort of unbelievable. If there's ever a time to take the um to take the the scope off the live finale, it's John Daly winning the mood, isn't it? Imagine it. Like when I was talking before, there's any past champions. I mean, uh, like F- FedEx Cup winner Bill Haas is the when they were dressing it up it was like um, former FedEx Cup champions are playing and in the field and like I'm winners. Like Seamus Power, Garrick Higo, Chad Remy, and all Remy are all teaming up, and then Bill Haas is your past FedEx champion. Like, not no, no, dis- from nowhere, Bill no Hass, disrespect. Like, but yeah. it's, <laughs> that was the first year it was ten million when Bill Haas won as well. I know. Like, yeah, two thousand and ten was it? It's crazy or eight or ten? Yeah, one of yeah. them. Harry Higgs is playing though, and he and so's Luke Donald. Yeah, Harry Higgs lost his card last year, didn't he? Yeah, so. so he's probably just going to play like the lesser events. Just he? ones he can get in, yeah. yeah. Yeah, similar to what Tommy had last yeah. year. Any event that you can get in, then Tommy kept his card eventually, didn't he? And now, and then well uh, on a sponsor's exemption, there's Axe Batia. I mean, we don't have one yeah, to yeah. watch on him, but he won the Corn Ferry finals last year. I thought he got a card. He did get a card, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Right. He, must... he, he says he's on a sponsor's exemption. Oh, I'm not sure then. Yeah. Fact check for Fact doc. check for Doc there. There we go. Anyway, live finale to conclude this week's pod then. So, obviously, Trump National, Doral Golf Club, is going to set the scene for this team championship. This is what everything's being building towards. This is obviously one of the selling points of Livers. we've got the team element. So, obviously, it won't make or break Liv, but this is really going to, this could propel Liv to say, look, this is what we were talking about. This is why the live format and the live platform is is what it is. So obviously you've got 12 teams. There's no individuals. Everything's the team at this finale. Obviously biggest prize purse in golf. You've got 50 million prize purse this, this crazy, week. crazy, um, And then a return for Adrian Ortegi. He's been um, drafted in. Drafted back in for team talk. Yeah, he's replacing Hideto Tanahara, who played in, um, in Saudi the other he's, week. He's like... Sh- rattling the cage in, in oh, take you, yeah, yeah, that is boss. Yeah, brilliant. So looking at the um how the setup then. So obviously the top four teams they get a buy into the semi-finals, which we know about, don't we? So day one, the quarterfinals, um, you've got it's split into two really. So the teams ranked fifth to eighth. You've got Smash, which is made up of the Kepka brothers, Peter Uline and Jason Cockrack. They're t- yeah. they they're ranked fifth. And you've got the Majestics, who are six with Westwood, Poulter, Stenton and Horsfield. Then Team Talk, where you've got Neiman, who's the captain, uh, Vincent Ortegu's back, and, and uh, Jedda Morgan as well. Yeah. And then the High Flyers getting that eighth position there with Mickelson, Wiesberger, Wolf and Tringale. So what happens is those four teams, because they're ranked higher than the, the final four, they get to draft and pick the team that they want to play in the quarterfinals. So that's Big happening. pressure that, isn't it? Picking. 
that's happening. Like, because you could yeah. get your floor wipe with you. Exactly. And then you're like, wow, why did they pick them? Exactly, yeah. So, obviously, Smash ranked fifth. They'll get to pick first. And they'll get to pick between the Iron Heads, who are ninth. That's Nah, Kenawajana, Kahawaramajam, and Kim. Fact check this, the, the pronunciations of them. <laughs> um, tenth is the cliques. You've got Kaima, McDowell, Cantor, and Bland. Yeah. 11th is Punch, which is the Australian team of Cam Smith, Leishman, Matt Jones, and Wade Ormsby. And then 12th is the Niblicks, which is Varna the Third, Swafford, Pyot, and Petit. Who are, you, who are you picking there if you are Team Smash? Brooks Kepka is the is the captain. Who are you picking out of them for? You've just got to go for the Ironheads, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just at... because of the unknownness of them. Yeah, you've got to look at the experience there, haven't you? Kevin now with two last week as well. Yeah, the last event. So, um, and his form's not being great. I would I would agree because you... the likes of Kaima, McDowell, Cantor, and Bland, although the cliques they haven't been the best, there's still you know there's still good golfers there, isn't there? And even yeah. looking at Niblix, who were twelfth. Van of the third, Swafford, Pyot and Petit. Like they've won recently. Yeah. Like Swafford's won this year, any. Like Van has won this year. Like you just oh it all be on the DP it wasn't the Saudi one, won it? The Vana won. Yeah, Vana won the uh, the Saudi invitation. So like international. You just with them iron it, isn't like I know they might have won maybe one of them might have won on the Asian, so I'm not too sure, but you just and Kevin Nah might have done a little bit, mightn't he? Yeah, they have. it's no, just it's, it, yeah, I think they I would get, I would they, agree out of them four, yeah. even though the Ironheads are ninth, I would say the Ironheads are the weakest of those four teams. And obviously you don't want to stay away from Punch and Camp Smith, don't you? But the format's interesting because um obviously the captain will be responsible for picking the pair, and so you've got two head to head singles matches and one foursomes match. So there's three points to play for in total. Uh, there's no ties. So if your team uh, wins two of those three matches, they go through. Ah, so, um, yeah, so that's day one. That'll be the quarterfinals. Fifth, ranked fifth to eighth will pick uh, who they want to play out of, ranked ninth and twelfth. And then, say, two singles matches or foursomes match, the captains will pick the, the parents and then they'll go out and they'll play. Decent. Um, and, and whoever wins gets through to the semifinals. Then same thing again for day two. There'll be a draft. So, is it on the day or do you do it before? But it'll have to be the night. Well, yeah, the because they get to pick. Yeah, yeah. No, because they get to draft who they want to play. So Uh, you have to wait to see who goes through. So um, the top four rankings are obviously four aces are leading the way. Yeah, DJ Ram, Gooch, and Perez. Then that's followed by the Crushers in second, which is Bryce and Casey, Howell the third, and Lahiri. Then you've got the Fireballs in third, which is Garcia, Anser, Ortiz, and Chikara. And then Stinger, which is Ustase and Schwartzel, Grace and Duplessis. So they, them four will then pick the four winners of the of, of the, the other one. And then it'll be the same format again. Two singles matches and then a, a, a foursomes. And then the final four teams who win then go and play the grand final on the Sunday, which is 18-hole stroke play. With all four scores across each team's counting. Oh my god! If you have a made there, you could cost cost you cost yourself a, a good yeah. bit of money, couldn't you? Uh, they go out and eat two balls and a shotgun start, and their captains have got to play play with each other, and it's just the lowest combined score of the four wins. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I I'm I excited. It's a good little. Are they playing in the teams, or do they just play? No, so the mix it up. On that last day, it'll have to be um, 
I don't know whether the teams, the, the singles will play with each other. That would be good if they did. See, I think they should play. So, if for example, four... so if the Kepka brothers for Smash end up playing against the Cleeks and it's like Brooks Kepka against Kaima and Chase Kepka against McDowell, I think that should be the four ball. But I don't know if they're going to go out in twos and then just have the four. No, they have to go in fours because the, the foursomes is going to be a four ball, isn't it? Two yeah. against two. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. So they're not. So when that on that day when all four scores count. Yeah. Imagine you played in your four balls. No, just twos. It is. No, but I mean, imagine you did play in your four balls. So then, like, you just went out in your four and just played. You, together. your, you four got and you could put like, what the fuck are you doing and all that? Yeah, like, yeah, like, Dragging yeah. each other up or dragging well, each that's other what down. That's about where the mics would come in. Exactly. Yeah. If you mic'd up and you could see how you're getting on. Exactly. But yeah. I suppose they've got the scoreboards and stuff, haven't they? I can't imagine that they'll have got a 50 million purse. I can't imagine that they've saved any pennies. To, no, the to... first weren't the best, were they? <laughs> I know, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, obviously you can't take away four aces. Obviously, they've been the best all season. But, you know, Punch uh, uh, could make a late charge. You know, they the reason they're 11th is because... The team was weak at the beginning of the season, yeah, wasn't it? And they've obviously strong, got, yeah. if they can get through, then you look at the, the strength of teams across the whole. Even high flyers, no, Mickelson, Beesberger, Wolf, and Tringale. You can't count them out. No, either, of course. Like... Especially the fact Mickelson started to hit some form, hasn't he? That's a playing well, and it's had a few, had a few under yeah, par. He has struggled, hasn't he, though, since, since all the pressure and all that's come, like since he's moved over. He has, but what I'm saying is the last couple of tournaments he's, he's yeah. shot under par. And no, he, definitely. It was yeah. the big thing going around that he'd since he'd, so, yeah. he had <laughs> yeah, shot what I was under. Of then, yeah. yeah, but no, it's um, I tell you what, they haven't scraped um, spared a penny. The axe in the night. Yeah. The chain smokers. You've got Nelly, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Travis Scott. It's like it's ser- seriously like it's a golf meet Super Bowl, isn't it? Yeah. It is golf meets super. I think that's the concept that they're going for as well, is you know, and then bringing an entertainment factor to the game of golf, which a lot of people will not enjoy because they like the traditions of golf. Which I get, I like the traditions of golf, but you know, we're footy fans, aren't we? We like going the match and yeah. having a bit of a mad one, few pints, watching the footy, and you know, I think that concept of going to something like this where it's not quiet, please, and even though you are quiet when they're seeing off, yeah. you can still be a bit. Rowdy and support a team. I think that's probably why we enjoy this concept more more than others would. Of course, yeah. It's um seven thousand six hundred yards as well, which is a bit of a beast. It is. It's a monster, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the blue, the blue monster. Blue monster. Yeah. Bit of a blue monster, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit of a blue monster. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. You say the um, yeah, be great. you know the Portugal Masters and the Bermuda Championship. The fields aren't as strong as they could be. But there's still enough talent in there to, to have an enjoyable tournament, isn't there? Of course, and it's like things at wearing and like there's other little other inside stories all lining up. So as we always say, it's it's gonna be a great week of golf. Yeah, looking forward to, to seeing what comes of it. And then um, we'll be back next week to talk more about it. Until then, we'll see you all soon. Ciao. Thanks.